Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Deep All Field podcast. My name is Jack. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MLBNerds. I'm here with my co-host, Ryan. You can find him on Twitter at RyanGarcia.sm. And James, you can find him on Twitter at James Valentinez. Today's podcast, we're going to be go- going over our consensus top 10 catchers list. This is a little bit different than we did it last year. We have a list of of 10 guys that we agreed on as a, a list cumulatively. They are slightly different than our own personal ones. Um, so you'll see a couple different uh, changes, but this was like the overall consensus that we came to. And we'll talk about each position. Um, if you're new, make sure to uh, give us five star in whatever platform you're listening to. Um, and yeah, let's get into it here. We'll start with number 10. Uh, that's going to be catcher from the Texas Rangers, Jonah Heim. Now, Jonah Heim was fantastic last season, but a league average here, played great defense. He cooled off a little bit at the end of the season, uh, started off really strong. Um, definitely a guy I was high on coming into the season relative to consensus. He definitely proved me right. Um, Ryan, what do you have to say about Jenaheim from uh, his 2022 performance and also his 2023 outlook? Because these are predictions for like the 2023 season. Like these, this will be the list of how these guys will perform in 2023. Yeah, so, you know, Jonah Heim is one of those guys where you look at the raw power tool, I mean, 112.4 max exit velocity, that's definitely going to stand out. Obviously, remarkable defender. Um, You know, he makes a lot of contact. He has a decent walk rate. You kind of feel like the tools would suggest a little bit better than a 99 WRC plus and projections kind of view him as someone who's going to continue to be roughly league average offensively. Um, You know, I'm not sure exactly how he'll react to no shift. I know that the or the limited shift and a limited shift or or changing shift rules really haven't had a massive effect uh, in the minor leagues. But even a couple of points to your betting average here there can go a long way uh, in terms of, uh, you know, where you rank as a catcher, where you stand, especially considering the volatility of offense at the position. He's one of those guys guys where he's such a good defender that you know getting th- anything close to league average offense is going to consistently make him one of the better catchers in baseball um i think this was a massive win uh for texas to, to kind of identify that uh and, and make him the primary catcher so i'm very excited for what he can do next year i think he can definitely be one of those guys that moves up this list uh for the in the foreseeable future i agree james what do you have to say on jonah Heim? i mean jonah Heim was a guy that i thought last year you were you guys specifically were really high on um and not deservedly so. Last year had a great year. Um, always a great defender. Last year he kind of put it together with a bat. I don't see him ever becoming, you know, much better than a league average hitter, but you know, that's kind of all you're asking for him. And uh, you know, he's a top ten catcher. His team's gonna be better next year. Uh maybe he'll get a little more respect than he's been getting over the last couple of years. Cause I still think to the casual baseball fan, Jonah Heim is a nobody. And um maybe that could change this year. Definitely could. I definitely agree with you. All right, let's move on to number nine. We have newly acquired St. Louis catcher, uh, St. Louis Cardinals catcher Wilson Contreras. Now, obviously, Contreras played has played uh, seven seasons with the, the with the Cubs before signing a frigid deal with the uh, Cardinals. He played really well last year. Hit a three point three F four in uh, four hundred eighty seven plate appearances. One three two RC plus. You know you are going to get with Contreras. He's not going to play good defense, but he'll give you uh, a good bat. Um, you know, if the electronic strike zone comes into play. In the uh, next couple of years, he's got a really good arm. So I think his defensive value will definitely be really well, uh, really good. I-, I would say the public kind of overrates Contreras due to his his bat. You know, ultimately, when you're looking at a catcher, defense matters a lot. And I think to kind of discount that just because the position kind of lacks overall uh, offensive ability is kind of a mistake. I know some people do that. Did that with Salvador Perez last season. Obviously, it didn't go very well for him this season. Um, but I do, I do think Contreras is really solid. Last year, like I said, 132 WRC plus. Seymour projection to have around 119 WRC plus. I think that's about realistic for what he can do this season. 
um, playing in your ballpark and whatnot. Ryan, what do you think about Contreras' outlook for the 2023 season? And do you think the Cardinals gave him a good deal? Do you think five for, I think it was $80 million, do you think it was a good deal? Yeah, so I'm I'm fine with the deal that he got. Ultimately, I think you look at Wilson Contreras, and as you mentioned, the bat is really, really good. Um, you know, just from a raw uh, power output, you know, I know I, me- I mentioned max exit velocity for Jonah Heim, but we're talking about a catcher with a 116.2 max exit velocity. A player with a 116.2 max exit velocity on its own is already ridiculously impressive. Um, and quite frankly, you know, the Cardinals are a really good organization uh, to go to for maximizing power. You know, one of the things that really stands about a stands out about Contreras is the fact that he's able to play a lot more than most catchers can. You know, I know that um, a lot of that's going to come from maybe playing a little more DH as the years go by. But, you know, if you're looking at certain projections, like if you like the bat X, you know, that's from Derek Cardi, you know, a 133 WRC plus for his projection. I mean, that's, that's really damn good. Um, You know, I I know you mentioned Salvador Perez. The way I view it is Wilson Contreras is kind of what people should have viewed Salvador Perez. Salvador Perez is what people should have viewed Wilson Contreras as, which is, you know, he is such a good hitter that even despite the defense, he is a top 10 catcher. Um, and, and, you know, I, I don't think that he's necessarily a top five or one of the, you know, the best catchers in baseball, but he's certainly top 10. He's certainly someone who's back can get him to that point, even with lackluster framing. James, what do you think? I think so. I, first of all, I have Contreras ranked higher than uh, you guys do. I had him at number seven, but um, you know, there's something we said about having a bat at the catcher position. It's kind of rare. Right. And I mean, you look at the last couple of years, there's only three catchers who had a higher F4 than Contreras over the last two years. Um, Obviously, part of that is just because he plays more, Um, which not to take anything away from him, because that is a strength for sure. Um, I I think the, you know, the base running is awful. The defense is not great. Um, But having that bat in your lineup is definitely a plus, especially for a team like uh, like St. Louis. And I think it's a huge addition for them, despite the fact that I may not think he's as good of a catcher as, you know, the general consensus does. I agree. All right, let's move on to number eight here. We have Danny Jansen of the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, Jansen, you know, albeit due to injuries, he was really good last season. He did only play, only did have 248 play appearances, but in those uh, 248 play appearances, he was fantastic. He hit for a 140 WRC plus, ended up with a 2.6 F4. Obviously, you know, you're going to have Jansen. He's going to hit the ball hard. He also gets really, plays really, really good defense. Um, We've kind of been waiting for this breakout for a while. I think 2018, he showed some really good signs at a small sample size, but it was not good from 2019, 2020. 2021, he was by a league average hitter, but this year he really turned it up. And um, I don't see a reason why he would um, regress uh, that hard um, for uh, 2023. I mean, I think he's a really good player and uh, maybe he's not going to be 140 WRC plus hitter, but uh, I think if he's in that 120 range, he's going to be, you know, at least a top eight, seven catcher. Obviously, the thing with Jansen is he's going to be playing behind Alejandro Kirk to a certain extent. Obviously, they did trade Gabriel Moreno for um, Dalton Varsho, so they did move off one catcher, but they still do have Kirk. I would imagine Jansen gets the majority of the reps behind the plate, and you get uh, Kirk DHing for the most part, and they kind of alternate. Um, but uh, I think it'll kind of be interesting to see, especially where his uh, defensive value is at the end of the season. Uh, Ryan, what do you think about uh, Jansen's 2023 outlook, and do you think 2022 is at all sustainable? 
Yeah, so I look at 2022 as kind of like, as you mentioned, kind of putting it all together offensively, right? Now it's a matter of can he put it together offensively and defensively and keep a reasonable bill of health. Like, I don't think you're asking Danny Jansen to play 150 games, right? You're not asking any catcher really to play that many games. Um, if he gives you 110, 120 games, you know, with above average uh, defense, and then, like, as you mentioned, a WRC plus the 120s, like, we're, we're going to be talking about a catcher who flies up this board next year, right? Ultimately, you know, the only reason Danny Jansen it wasn't considered, you know, one of the best catchers in baseball last year was because he didn't play a lot you know he played under 80 games last year that's really it right that's what it boils down to and we're talking about a player who's just you know needs to figure out a way to stay on the field more um i think any given year that that's a uh, that's a player that can go out and have an all-star caliber year and, and really uh move up these lists so you know i mentioned this with jonah heim i think danny jansen's another one of those guys where any given year he can go out and really you know push his name up those leaderboards he's still he's gonna enter his age 28 season this is definitely not you know and you know the downside of his peak or anything like that these are definitely within the range of years where you're looking for um you know those best years of his career and 2023 I have a weird feeling could be that year and uh james what do you think about uh jansen for 2023 jansen had a great year last year i mean just to get that out of the way uh he had 140 wrc plus and you don't see that from a catcher you know he projects much lower than that around 120 uh great hitter good defender um you know, he's a good catcher. And I think if he can continue to keep up what he's done the last couple of years with his back compared to the, you know, first few years of his career, then he can definitely establish himself as one of the better catchers in the league. But it's also tough, you know, being on that Toronto team with another great catcher in Alejandro Kirk, which we'll get to later, obviously. Um, you know, there's, you know, it's, it's not the best spot to be in. Uh, I wouldn't mind to see him getting traded at some point, but I think that you know, we we kind of know what he is as a catcher and what he'll bring to the table next year. I agree. All right, let's go to number seven here. We have New York Yankees catcher Jose Trevino. Now, Trevino was fantastic in 2022. His bat really, really did cool off after the All-Star break, but he still finished with a 3.7 F4, even while sitting at 91 WRC+. Plus. And why is that? Because his defense. He is the best defensive catcher in the league by a very decent margin, I would say. He's kind of the new Austin Hedges from a few years ago, if you remember that. Um, overall 29, uh, defensive value according to fan graphs, uh, which, you know, positional adjustment included, he was so good behind the plate for the Yankees. You know, one of the reasons why the pitching staff was so good. Um, and if he's going to sustain, according to steamer, he's going to be around that same 90 WRC plus they have him at 89. He was 91 last year. If he's right about 10% below league average. That's about a little bit, I think 2% above average for the catcher. And he's playing that kind of defense. Like he's going to be this top seven range in terms of F4. Obviously, with Trevino, it's going to hurt for Trevino if the electronic strike zone is implemented because then, you know, he kind of loses his, his primary value. Um, but as of this point, he is fantastic behind the plate. He's the best catcher in baseball defensively for sure. And um, the Yankees are going to expect probably another, you know, three-win season at Trevino for the season. So, Ryan, what do you think about Trevino's outlook for 2023? And do you think maybe that bat from the first half can it all come alive for 2023? Um, yeah, so for me, it, it really just boils down to his ability to hit for a little more power. You know, if you look at the 2021 versus 2022 splits, he really started lifting the ball a lot more uh, last year. And I think that contributed to what was a career best year in terms of sustaining power. Um, 11 home runs in 115 games, I think definitely stands out from his career trends of the past. If you look at his raw power, he does have a 109.4 max exit velocity. So it's definitely not terrible. Um, I don't think it's impossible to say that he can go on and hit, you know, 10 home runs have an isolated power around 130, 140. And I think that will carry his bat to around that 85 to 90 WRC plus. And as you mentioned, he is the best defensive uh, catcher in baseball. He's the best defender 
at the most important defensive position, and he's around a league average hitter in comparison to the rest of the players at his position, which makes you a top ten catcher, right? I, I think if you if you were safe for shortstop, you would take a, the, a league average bat from the shortstop position um, relative to his um, relative to his peers, and then to, and made him the best defender. He would be instantly a top ten shortstop. You mentioned Austin Hedges. I think Andrelton Simmons might be a better comparison here if we look at you know kind of his best years uh, and kind of where he ranked among shortstops, where he was really just pushing incredible WAR totals. Um, I, I do think Trevino kind of can do can, can do that for 2023. Now I don't know how long he can continue doing it for, just because he's entering his age 30 season, and you know the Yankees do have guys like Austin Wells coming up. And as you mentioned, there's going to be some changes, whether it's the ABS system or challenge system to the um the regular strike zone. I wonder how that affect his value going forward. But at least for 20, 2023, I'm pretty confident Trevino remains a top 10 catcher in the league. And um, James, what do you think about uh, Jose Trevino for the uh, 2023 season? I mean, like, I I admittedly did not uh, put him as high as you guys did. Actually, I did. I did put him at eight. Um, I think Trevino, what I'm worried about is that his bat has never been this good. Um, you know, 91 WRC was the end of the year with, but he was, I think, for the first half, one of the best uh, best offensive catchers in the league. That's not going to happen. Uh, I don't I don't even know if he'll live up to this 89 uh, WRC plus projection, but at the same time, I don't know if it matters. Uh, he's so good defensively that you can kind of eat the bad offense, especially in a lineup like New York's, which I know doesn't really play into the ranking. But um, yeah, I think Trevino is kind of like this this uh, new age catcher, but I where, you know, he's kind of focused more on framing than hitting or anything else really, but uh, I'm worried that within the next couple of years, he's really going to have a steep drop off uh, offensively from last year. All right. Let's move on to number six here. We have Seattle Mariners catcher, Cal Raleigh. Now Raleigh was fantastic last season uh, with the bat. He was really good. 121 WRC plus overall defensively. He was really good. Ended up with a 4.2 F4 um, though with Raleigh, you know what you're going to get with him that you wouldn't get with other guys is probably more sustainable offense. Um, he's going to hit a lot of home runs. He's not going to hit for a high average. He walks about league average amount, maybe slightly above. Um, but Seymour has him in a 113 WRC plus for next season. I would even be more aggressive with that probably just because of his uh, raw power uh, ability and his defense. You know, you know what you're going to get with Raleigh. He's going to, like I said, strike out a lot, hit a lot of home runs, um, hit for a low average. But, you know, to be a four-win player in only 119 games, 4.2 to be exact, uh, means quite a bit. And I think uh, for Seattle – They'll be expecting something around, you know, along those lines as well. Uh, and we have him here at number six. I personally had him at number six as well. Uh, Ryan, what do you think about Raleigh going uh, forward for uh, 2023? And do you think he can repeat his offensive offensive success for 2023 for, that he had in 2022? Yeah, so, you know, Cal Raleigh was an absolute success for projections, people. He was one of those guys that just like Jonah Heim kind of like, you know, he was a poor hitting catcher in 2021, projected pretty well for 2022 and lived up to those expectations. Actually, you know what I'll say for Raleigh, he exceeded those expectations. As you mentioned, he's a big home run guy. He has a very high fly ball rate, 55.7%. Uh, and that's, as you mentioned, going to lead to a low average, a low bat pit, but you're fine with that because isolated power of 278, uh, slugging 489. The defense is not just good. It's elite. You know, he's one of the best defensive catchers in baseball. Um, and, and the same way I kind of mentioned with Trevino, where it's like, we were taking the best defender in baseball and you know a league average hitter like how can you not rank him as one of the best catchers in baseball Kyle Raleigh is one of the best defensive players in baseball uh flat out one of the best defensive players in baseball and he's also one of the better home run hitters in the sport and 
arguably, I mean, you could argue is what top three or four at the position offensively. Um, maybe I'm not thinking enough of enough guys, but he's really, really good entering the prime of his career. Um, just all around a really good catcher. And the reason he's six and not higher on this list has more to do with the talent at the catcher position. Not so much him not being that good. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I see what you're saying. Uh, James, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I ranked Raleigh a spot higher than you guys. Uh, I think when you kind of look at, what he is as a catcher he's an elite defender and he has a better bat than almost anyone at the position I really think you know outside of Adley and maybe Real Muto I think he has a you know a good shot to be the second best catcher maybe third because I just named two in the league next year um you know I think the 113 steamer WRC plus is a little low um I, I wouldn't be shocked if he's up at 120 like he was last year he's gonna hit a lot of home runs it's kind of what he does um Never going to hit for average, but that huge slugging percentage, like Ryan was saying, is going to carry his offensive load. And I think that's fine. I think it's a good fit for the Mariners lineup. And uh, I think he is becoming quickly one of the best catchers in the league. All right. Coming at number five, we have another Toronto Blue Jay on this list who I had previously mentioned uh, on this list, Alejandro Kirk. Um Kirk was a guy who, you know, good prospect in terms of hitting wise, but um, and, and he burst on the season 2020. In 2020, he had a really good season. Definitely a down year in 2021, but he came right back in 2022 to a really, really good season. Um, the hitting is always there. I think we kind of knew that. 129 WRC+, plus, but really what took a, a big step forward was the defense. Um, played really solid defense behind the plate. Definitely not elite, but he's definitely not bad by any means. You know, he used to be a liability at this point. He's probably, uh, you know, slightly above average. Ended up with a 3.8 F4, and Steamer really likes him. They really, have, they really, really like him. They have him at a 141 WRC+. Plus. Uh, 4.5 F4 for next season. Now, I personally wouldn't go that high for Alejandro Kirk, but I think he's really, really good. He's a talented hitter. He doesn't strike out at all. Uh, his power, obviously, some left to be desired for, but his play discipline is really good. Um, gap to gap kind of hitter. Not a great base runner, obviously, but uh, you kind of know what you're going to get with Kirk. Um, Ryan, what do you think about Kirk's, uh, you know, overall outlook? You know, both defensively, offensively. Do you think his defense is sustainable into the next season? And do you think he'll end up top five in this list again next season? Yeah, so Alejandro Kirk is one of those guys where, as you mentioned, you know, the defense took a big step forward. You know, I, I think he's able to sustain being a really good defender. And if you look at just uh, from, a, you know, just a perspective of how of his raw tools, there's not really anything he does poorly. He doesn't whiff at all. 94th percentile whiff rate doesn't chase 80th percentile whiff uh, and chase rate. You know, in terms of hard hit rates, he's able to hit the ball consistently hard. It's really just a matter of barreling up the ball a little bit more, uh, you know, getting more baseballs in the air. And, and as you mentioned, hitting for a little more home run power. You know, I, I think it's definitely possible especially since uh, Toronto is going to be moving their fences in a little bit next year. So we could see some more home, uh, some more explosive home run power. Uh, as you mentioned, I mean, it's, it's, it's rare you see a guy with such good raw power strike out less than they walk. Um, it, I, I imagine that ha that plays a little bit into the uh, heavy ground ball approach. It's obviously easier to make contact, uh, especially hard contact when you're hitting the ball straight into the ground than when you're uh, consistently elevating the baseball. Um, but Kirk is one of those guys that can continue to pop next year. And if you kind of, even if he repeats what he did last year, he's going to be right back where he is uh, on the list this year. I imagine the base running, you know, negative 7.1 BSR. I, I think he's going to be a little bit better than that. I, I mean, that's one of the worst marks in the league. I, I think you could just naturally expect a player to go from one of the worst base runners to you know, below average, but not, maybe not that bad. Um, and ultimately, uh, worst case scenario, he's still going to be a really good defender and the offense takes a step back. Best case scenario, this dude's, you know, fighting for the top catcher spot in Major League Baseball. And uh, James, what do you think about Kirk's outlook for the 2023 season? I mean, uh, great hitter, right? And we kind of know that. 
uh, over over the course of his career as a 124 WRC plus last year he had 129 uh but last year like we said the the defensive improvement is really what put him up this high on the list for me um you know he he had a pretty poor second half if i remember correctly last year after a massive first half right um you know the obp is great he's on base all the time he's not your traditional catcher where you know you kind of feel like or he doesn't play like he looks like he'd play if that makes sense he doesn't he doesn't hit a lot of home runs um he walks a ton he i mean he never strikes out like he doesn't look like that type of player but he is he's he's a leadoff hitter in a in a cleanup hitter's body and i think that really kind of bodes well for him especially at the catcher position all right let's move on number four here we have los angeles dodgers catcher will smith um smith's been in the league since 2019 he's just only produced since he's been up uh career 132 wrc plus last season 127 wrc plus 3.9 f4 in 137 games now you know you're with smith he's pretty durable um you know 130 and 137 games back to back um in, in um multiple seasons for catchers kind of is pretty good um he's getting you that 130 wrc plus range steamer has him at 129 Defense isn't his strong suit, but he's not bad by any means. He, he's going to play good defense behind uh, behind the plate, which is, you know, obviously boosted by the positional adjustment for his war, um, but he's he's quite good behind the plate. Um, really not a lot to dislike about Will Smith. He, he's just all around a really, really good player, very athletic, um, you know, which is kind of a change of pace from some other catchers. So, Ryan, what do you think about Will Smith's outlook for the 2023 season? And do you think that maybe his defense could go back to his 2021 form, which was pretty much borderline elite relative to 2022, which was kind of, it was definitely above average, not that great. Yeah. So as you mentioned with the defense, that's kind of the variable here, right? If he's an elite defender, then there's no doubt about it. Then he can go out and lead all catchers in war and, you know, be at the top of catching lists and whatever it may be. Um, but the defense is a little bit of a variable here. And we're talking about the best of the best of the position. Um, little things like that are going to go a long way. Will Smith, as you mentioned, is a consistently elite offensive catcher. And that's really hard to find in baseball. And we talked about Wilson Contreras, but Will Smith takes that to a whole nother level. He's a career 130 WRC plus hitter. He absolutely mashes the baseball. He pulls the ball in the air. He doesn't strike out a lot. He walks a ton. You know, he's kind of, if you hit him third, if you kind of close your eyes, look at his offensive numbers and said, hey, that's a first baseman for a major league baseball team, you'd say, those are pretty good offensive numbers for a first baseman. You add on, you know, being an above average defender at the catching position. Not only is he, you know, one of the best catchers in baseball, he's one of the best position players in baseball. So we're kind of in that tier of guys who will, uh, you know, consistently rank as superstars or, or star level players in this league. And Will Smith definitely continues to be one of the best hitters behind the dish. Uh, it's just a matter of, as you mentioned, uh, whether he'll be a good defender or an elite defender. And uh, James. I think it it really does seem low looking at it right now to have Will Smith at four, right? We kind of expected him to become the, you know, one of the premier catchers in the league. Not, not to say that, you know, he's not, but being at the, you know, the number, number four spot on our list seems like somewhat of a disappointment, especially coming off of last year where I think he was kind of the consensus number two, number three, Um, you know, obviously a guy who, didn't make our list, made mine, but I don't think made either of yours is Yasmani Grandal. Um, I think, you know, when we were looking at last year, it was kind of Grandal, Riamuto, and Smith, right, as those top three. Um, you know, Smith had a good year, 130 WRC plus, uh, four war. And, you know, if that's what you're getting from him, that's great. But I also feel like there's some potential here that he should be able to tap into that would make him 
a little bit better. And I really hope we can see that this year. All right. Uh, coming in number three, we all, uh, I, I had in top three. I'm not sure if you guys had, but uh, Sean Murphy of the, you know, now Atlanta Braves, what separated Murphy uh, and I had Smith actually, I, that's a lie. I had Smith at three. I had Ramey two behind, but um, with, with Murphy for me, what I really like about him um, he's going to play elite defense. And I really think that 122 WRC plus bat is pretty sustainable. I mean, steamer has him at 112, um, you know, but he, he hits the ball. Well, uh, I believe his spray charts are really good. Um, five win season last year, um, plays, like I said, great defense. He was really good behind the, you know, uh, offensively last season. Doesn't strike out that much walks to pretty much above league average clip. Um, there's really not a lot to dislike about Sean Murphy. I, I think he does everything well, really. Um, nothing, there's really nothing badly. And, and, you know, I, I think his defensive success, you know, from 2021 carried into 2022, uh, obviously new winning environment, maybe they'll, you know, obviously you can't really get inside the, the head of the player, but maybe they'll help him, um, get even better, be more motivated. But, um, uh, Ryan, what do you think about Murphy's outlet for 2023 and where did you have him on your list? I forgot. Yeah. So, um, for Sean Murphy, I had him in my top three. I think Sean Murphy, I had him exactly third. I you think had Sean third. Murphy. Yeah. Sean Murphy is, as you mentioned, elite defender. Uh, the bat is, I mean, because career 116 WRC plus hitter projections kind of have him uh, to be in line with that. Um, he's going to be one of the best defensive players in baseball every single year. Um, I like that his striker rate came down a little bit last year. That's a That usually bodes well for your ability to have more balls in play, which will uh, in turn help things like your average and OBP. Um, you know, going from a ballpark like Oakland to a ballpark like Atlanta, he is a road warrior. He is someone who hit a lot better away from Oakland than he did, uh, you know, at Oakland. I think a lot of that has to do with uh, how that ballpark plays, and it's very much not home run friendly. Um, Sean Murphy is a guy who surprisingly, like I didn't look, I know this going into the offseason, but when I did a deep dive on him back with uh, fire, with Empire Sports Media kind of talking about how he would fit the Yankees, you know, he doesn't ha he hasn't had a single year with 20 home runs or more. He he hasn't had that like crazy power output year yet. Uh, and Atlanta seems like a spot he can go out and do that, um, especially with a little more of a favorable ballpark situation. So I'm very excited to see how he plays there. Um, I, I think Sean Murphy is kind of like Sean Murphy and Will Smith are interesting because I think they've been compared to each other in their entire careers, you know, and, and for now, at least I think Sean Murphy has the edge though. That can change at any given point in time. And uh, James. I was impressed by Murphy's ability to, First of all, he played 148 games last year, which you normally don't see out of the catcher. Obviously, 30 of those were played at DH as it, uh, you know, like you kind of expect for a guy who's playing that many games at the catcher position. But uh, 5.1 war is kind of remarkable coming from, you know, a guy who could never seem to put it all together until last year. Definitely the best season of his career, boosted his trade value, got him out of Oakland. And then he signed his life away uh, for a contract that, makes really no sense to anyone uh six years 73 million dollars the only person this makes sense for is alex Anthopoulos and the atlanta braves organization they've done it again um but you know i mean there's not much to say about murphy he does everything well he hits well he runs well and he defends well and that's kind of all you can ask for out of a catcher um and which is why he's ranked at number three behind two of the best players in baseball uh uh all right number two we have philadelphia phillies catcher jt romito now this is a guy 6.5 f4 last season perhaps i underrated him a bit personally but um you know he's great he does everything well you know hits really well plays really good defense runs the bases really well uh, what are the better all-around players in the game 
I think people took me putting him at four as a slight to him. And I just don't really believe in his bat quite the same as other people do. Um, the defense is going to be there. I also believe in, you know, Will Smith is kind of coming back as a better defender. Um, but yeah, does everything well. Um, offense, you know, production, you know, maybe outperformed that 128 WRC plus a bit, but, um, or overperformed rather, but, and, you know, he's still a fantastic player, you know, nothing to really dislike about him. Uh, Ryan, do you think Remito's 128 WRC plus is sustainable for the next season? And um, do you think that, you know, like we're, we're all right. Just what, what, what is your season outlook on Remito? Yeah. So I put JVT Remoto too. And quite frankly, I don't think the 128 is going to happen again, but that's fine. You know, here's the thing. Uh, fast players age better than slower players. And JT Remuto is ridiculously fast. So, you know, I think a lot of people had this misconception that like a guy like JT Remuto is kind of going to break down because you know, he's fast. His game is reliant on, you know, blah, 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 base running, whatever. Um, he's a fast player. So fast players, he's, they're better athletes. They age better. Right. So JT Remuto has showed that he's going to remain eight. He's aged beautifully into his 30s. You know, even his down year in 2021, he was a 4.5 war player. He's just such a good defensive catcher that, quite frankly, if he has a 112 WRC plus next year, like Steamer says, and the bad X actually really likes him, they have him at a 121. So, you know, that isn't a bad range to be in at all when you're that good of a defender and that good of a base runner, right? You know, quite frankly, if he goes out there and he has a 112 WRC plus, he's still going to be an above four war player. He plays so much. He's a volume guy. He's a guy who hits for well above average. Um, you know, he's a guy who's going to be a great base runner. He's going to be an elite defender. Quite frankly, I, I think we're close. He's closer to... He's not like I didn't have him one, but I, I do think without the existence of Adley Rutschman, I'd be sitting here raving more about JT Riomuto because he is quite frankly an incredible player. Um, I know you, you said you didn't mean to slight him by having him at four, but quite frankly, there's just not a world, in, in my opinion, there's just not a world where Sean Murphy or Will Smith can afford to have a WRC plus, you know, 12 points lower than last year's and remain, you know, a top two catcher in the sport. JT Riomuto can kind of sleepwalk his way to three wins above replacement. Uh, and that's because he's just so good at everything related to baseball. There's not really something think he does poorly um and whether that base running maintains as high as it does i do think we'll see regression in that regard um i mean projections love him uh you know recent success loves him you know the aging curves for him the aging trends for guys with his sprint speed love him so it's kind of hard for me to uh sit here and, and discredit anything he's done or i'm not saying you've discredited it uh but in a sense kind of detract from what has been an amazing 2022 season and we've kind of seen what his floor kind of looks like and 2021 was still excellent for him all right, uh, James, what do you think about Ray Mito? I think he has, I mean, like he's been the most consistent catcher in baseball over the past, what, six, seven years at this point. Uh, he had the best year of his career last year, 6.5 war. Obviously, great defender, always has been. Uh, a plus base runner, which you normally don't see out of the catcher position, and that's, I think, what kind of differentiates him from all the guys below him. He, you know, he has a similar offensive, uh, you know, number, with a 128 WRC plus and 22 homers, you know, 276, 342, 478 slash line. Uh, he's a, he's a great player. He, uh, he's going into his age 32 season. So maybe we'll see, start to see somewhat of a decline. Um, but I think he's kind of a shoe in for another five, one season next year. Uh, just so long as he stays healthy, he's a great catcher, perfect one for Philadelphia. And he, most, you know, most of the time would be number one, but obviously we all know who is. Yes. Coming at number one, we have Baltimore Orioles catcher already, Adley Rushman. Now people will say, oh, 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 he hasn't played a full season. Oh, oh, like who cares? Who gives a shit? This guy, 133 WRC plus last season, 5.3 F4 in 100 and 470 play appearances. That's 130, 113 games. 
And that was after a really slow start. He really came on. He runs the bases exceptionally well. He's an elite defender. He's, in my opinion, can be better than this 133 WC+. Steamer has him at 130, but I could honestly see him eclipsing 140. Like, he's that of a player, and he's, he's just only he's only 24. Like, he's only going to get better. He He's just so good all around. He's a generational talent. I had him at 25, my overall players, and that's, you know, for someone who who has catchers like kind of lower, relatively speaking, that that's really, I would say, pretty high. And, and maybe that's even low for him. I think he'll maybe end up finishing in the top 10 in F4 next season, most position players. Like, who knows? He's he's that good. Nothing would surprise me this guy. Um, and, and, you know, as a Yankee fan, it's tough to see him with the Orioles, but yeah, he's one of my favorite players already. And I'm excited to watch him for another season. Ryan, what do you think about Richmond's 2023 outlook? And where do you think his, uh, you know, hitting true talent is really? Yeah. Adley Rutschman, you, you hit the nail, you hit the nail on the head, man. I mean, how many, I, I can't stand people who want to sit back and be patient with Adley Rutschman. Um, you're, you're just going to be wrong, right? The guy already, uh, you know, he barely strikes out more than he walks. He doesn't chase. He doesn't whiff. He hits the ball incredibly hard. He barrels the ball pretty decently. Like, I mean, this is this is a remarkable baseball talent here. This is a guy who is incredible at what he does. And that's not even mentioning the fact that he's an absolutely phenomenal defender. This is one of the best defensive catchers in baseball. Uh, we're, we're taking elite defense and, and not just elite offense, arguably the best offense at the position. And we've combined them together. This is a guy who is, you know, when we, we think of, uh, top 10 players who have played the catcher position, you know, top 10 players at any given point in time, right? You know, even Yasmani Gardal, who I know, as James mentioned, you know, kind of uh, fell off a lot this year. Uh, but even at his peaks, you know, would you say he was a consensus top 10 player? And his peaks are really damn good. I don't know if you'd say he's consensus at that point in time. You know, Buster Posey is kind of the last time we've seen a guy be a consensus top 10 player uh, and, and be at the catcher Luke position, Roy? right? Luke, I mean, yeah. over extended period of time, not in just yeah. any given season. I, I mean, like know. over... Yeah, Posey was like top 10 for quite a while. Yeah, Posey was obviously on another level. Uh, like probably one we haven't seen since I, I don't know, Johnny Bench. Like, dude, uh, Adley Brutchman's projected to be the sixth best player in baseball next year. I don't think people realize this. Like, obviously, like Trout's gonna be better than him, and that for some reason they have him below, and you know, that's a different list for a different time. Um, but but quite frankly, I mean, there's no sign that kind of indicates towards Adley Rutschman can't be one of the 20 or maybe even the 10 best players in all of baseball. We don't see a catching prospect come like this very often. We don't see a talent come like this uh, very often. And we might be looking at like the next Buster Posey, if you get what I'm saying, uh, which is that's generational talent right there. And he is a generational talent. I, I can't say enough good things about Adley. And Jack kind of covered all the bases for me there. I agree. Uh, James, what do you think about Adley? I think that a lot of people want to be slow with prospects and I'm definitely one of them. I I think yeah. that a lot of, a lot of uh, people are, especially, especially you, Jack are very, uh, very quick to, you know, just assume that a guy, cause he's good in the minors will be good in the majors, but we've seen with Adley, you know, over an extended period of time, 113 games, last year in the in the major leagues he had a five he had a five one season 113 games this is a guy who we kind of like there's there's a difference between a prospect we know about and a prospect we don't know about adley rushman is a prospect we know about right we know uh what that he can sustain success at the major league level um i don't think uh catchers had a 10 win season since posey i think it's probably not even possible i think it's probable that rushman has one at some point in his career i think you know it's possible he has one next year uh, I think I think Adley's gonna kind of next year really burst into superstardom, right? And uh, have a good enough year where people are talking about him as a consensus top ten player by the end of the year. Um, and maybe that's you know wishful thinking, but 
I don't really think it is. If he can play 150 games, I would be shocked if he has anything lower than seven war. All right. I think I think we're all kind of um in in agreement here. I, I mean, look, our lists are not that far up, but again, catcher is kind of a crapshoot to begin with. I think I think I'm I'm personally happy with how how my list came out. I think this is a pretty good list as well. Um, yeah, other than the fact that you had Ram Luto at four, I think that's ridiculously low. But all right, A- anything else you guys want to add before we end it here? Uh, I guess I wanted to add just like when we're talking about these lists, you know, there are no, I know that James mentioned Grandal. I think Grandal might have like the largest distribution of results. Like I could see him go out and have like an AWRC plus a mediocre different defense and kind of fall out of the league. And I could also see him completely bounce back and be like a 120 WRC plus hitter again with pretty good defense. Um, I, I would say he would have been an honorable mention on my list. I don't think we it's I don't think it's fair to go a catching episode without mentioning Grandal. But I think we can kind of agree here that it's also kind of it, last year was so bad. It was just so bad that it's kind of yeah. jarring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like a mediocre no bad. quality from that season. He was yeah. not very good defensively. He's just abysmal offensively. He didn't hit the ball at all. Like there's really no redeeming quality for Grandal, which is why I had him. I had to leave him off the top ten. But look, he could end up bouncing back. Be you know one again like I, I wouldn't be that surprised i'd be a little surprised but like one is a stretch I mean, but i definitely two, think you know, like like in that top you know what i'm saying like it's not like he was so good for for an extended period of time and pretty clearly the top catcher for like a few years running straight just you know really really rough season last year for whatever reason um and hopefully he can get back to what he was doing but he's getting older so i kind of question that which is why i left him in my top 10 yeah i mean i had grundall in my top 10 i had him at number nine i, I you know mm-hmm. i think I think last year he had a really, really, really bad year, right? And we all know that 68 diversity plus he had a negative F4. But I mean, it's just really hard to expect that from a guy who for, I would say, almost a decade before that was just kind of the model of consistency at the catcher position. Um, Hopefully he can bounce back uh, for his sake and for the White Sox sake. They need anything that can go their way at this point. But um, yeah, I think Rondell's probably a guy who will... I mean, obviously, it's it's hard to get worse than he was last year, right? But will he be top ten next year? Who knows? Um, it's def- it's definitely within the realm of possibilities, though. So. All right, that's enough for this episode of the Deep Red Mellow Field Podcast. If you like what you saw, please give us a fire five star rating on whatever platform you're listening to. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Deep Drive Pod. Uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Elwiner. It's follow Ryan on Twitter at Ryan Garcia ESM, and follow James on Twitter at James Valentinas. It's been Deep Red Mellow Field. Uh, And we'll see you in episode number 78. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.